Welcome to Sun Island. Um, today was a very interesting and um, thought-provoking uh, conversation I had with a very ambitious entrepreneur, D. Uh, it was very entertaining that we ended up having to cut this <clears throat> specific episode into two. Uh, so this is going to be the first of two episodes that we're going to have with him basically sharing a wealth of knowledge, uh, wealth of knowledge with us. Welcome to the Sun Island. Welcome back to the Sun Island. Uh, today we're here with D. D is uh, a small business owner. He's been in the roofing industry for a while. Um, and he's just uh, stopping by to kind of share some knowledge with us um, to kind of see where, where, you know, where he's been and, you know, where he's going in the in the industry. Uh, D, I'll kick it over to you real quick to kind of give us some more. Uh, thank you, Sheldon. Uh, and I appreciate you for inviting me to the Sun Island. Uh I mean, it's a very uh, delightful pleasure. Okay, sure, be, man. Welcome. I think man. delightful in Sun Island. Go right. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, so I've been a Houstonian for about twelve or thirteen years now. Um, I'm originally from Dallas, Texas, and um, come from a small town in South Dallas, uh, Holland Hills, and most people know that from some songs, or maybe not. Um, it's part of my generation. Okay. <laughs> well, which song? Which song is that? Because I, you know, I didn't I don't know that song. We'll talk about that. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no. So um, from Dallas, I traveled uh, here to Houston to go to University of Houston. Okay. So go Cougs. Um, yeah. I originally majored. We're neighbors, in, by the way, because I went to TSU. So. Oh, that's yeah. right. You did go oh, to yeah, TSU. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, we got a little rivalry thing going there too. <laughs> right it's across, all good. <laughs> right across Scott. So, um, I originally came here uh, to Houston for an opportunity. Um, I come from a close knit family. A lot of us didn't travel a whole lot, and uh, so initially when I moved to Houston, I moved here with a bag and a two thousand one Kia Rio. Oh. I didn't know. I know it got me from A to B, but I don't know if it would have got me back to A. And it sure didn't get me back uh, down to Z. And this dude <laughs> rolled up here with a brand new Tesla. And uh, wait, what did you came first with? What's that on top? You what? What vehicle did you drove to Houston initially? Oh, a 2001 Kia Rio. And you roll up here today in a brand new Tesla. Let's 2023. Go. 2023. A lot of work, man. Right, yeah. A lot of work. Mm -hmm. um, going through school, I worked three jobs. Wow. Uh, I was a bartender. I uh, worked at Geek Squad for Best Buy for a little while. I could see you working at Geek Squad. You can see it? Yeah, I could totally see it. Hey, you ask some of the customers, <laughs> I come out the bat, they say, you don't look like a geek. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> like a, not like a geek, but you know what I mean? Like, you know your stuff. Yeah. I uh, majored in computer science, um, which is kind of weird on how we kind of segue me into the to the roofing world. Mm. Um just attaining that degree and actually working with a couple companies as an implementation specialist and helping a lot of blue collar workers on the software side because of my intuition and, and intuitiveness of uh, using software to help better, uh, essentially, blue collar workflows okay. in that regard. So um, you did software engineering? Uh, just a basic computer science oh, degree. Computer yeah. science. So okay. when I actually got into the uh, computer science field myself, 
I started doing web development. So um, I started my own company called, it was not a well thought out name, Bone IT Solutions. Bone not, IT, let's not, go. It's, it's not Bone It. <laughs> Business Optimization Networking uh -huh. Enterprises. It was named after my dog. Um, we let that flow a couple years uh, after I graduated and um, found out that that didn't work out. Um, as a young business owner here in Houston, I see a thing. I'm just curious. I see a thing in the IT industry. They always like come up with clever little acronyms to to name their product. Hey, in tech world acronyms it, it rules, <laughs> it man. Rules. If if you don't know your acronyms, um, I feel sorry for you if you step step into that realm. <laughs> it's like a whole different language. Huh? It's a whole different language. It's just like coding or anything else. Uh, a lot of computer science people. Have a lot of brain power and not enough time, so we got to shorten everything. Okay. <laughs> so you said you were work helping like blue collar workers know with your expertise and yeah. So um, the way that kind of developed, I started working at Sprint as a um, one of the technical people in the back to fix the phones. It's sad I worked in a position, don't even remember the name of it, <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, I fixed cell phones for a couple of years and I finally got an opportunity with a company out in Sugarland, um, Texas that did software for heavy civil construction. And uh, I started as a regular customer service rep and, uh, and not, it's not necessarily where I wanted to be, but um, something that my mother always taught me and, and my wife kind of instilled in me also is that everything you do in life is a stepping stone, right? Yeah, and you have a you have a young 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 little one. It's yeah. less than a year. Two, two. Yeah. I got two under two. Congrats, man! My son Nazir, his birthday is March 9th. Okay, up in about two weeks. Oh yeah, my wife and is March third. March third. Yeah. My mother's is March sixth. Wow, that's a lot of people. Shallow Pisces in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, my daughter. Um, she is four months. So you got the perfect pair. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so I got two under two. I might look a little tired. And, <laughs> it's all good. But but majority, majority of that work, my lovely wife, Kirsten, she uh, she takes care of the family and she takes care of me and making sure that's, you know, the household is taken care of for mm -hmm. sure. Cool. So that that's that's you know that's uh, pretty neat, man. So you you transitioned where you work for Sprint for a while uh, fixing phone. Um, and then how did you transition from that to end up being a, a, a business owner? So <clears throat> when I started implementing, um, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, I talked to a lot of blue collar just workers, whether that's mechanics or pavers or um, just different personas in the uh, heavy civil field. And Along with that, I noticed myself picking up on a lot of this, these things really quickly. And a lot of reasons that I was uh, able to, to envision myself as this business owner is because as I worked through the years in that field, I became the SME or the subject matter expert in a lot of these things. Okay. I started understanding bidding. I, I started understanding just basic workflow processes and why software in this, in this industry itself would uh, not only free up those blue collar workers to do what they love and help essentially build this country, mm -hmm. um, but it also allowed them to grow, right? So in the midst of that, I noticed I was talking to not only blue collar workers, but white collar workers, including 
CEOs and CIOs, and I started teaching classes and courses. I've started teaching uh, courses of executives was up to like 60 people at a time. And I stepped back and I asked myself, man, like I must bring some type of value to have a room full of people, sold out class to come from all across the country to hear what I'm saying. So um, after, you know, the IT consulting company, I took another leap, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I met uh, an individual uh, that helped me understand the roofing world and actually helped develop their web uh, site for them and do the SEO and different things like that and some marketing. And just in the same sense of me picking up that knowledge on my regular job, I picked up a lot of roofing knowledge on just doing web development mm-hmm. and putting everything together. So um, in the sense of that, a couple of years go by and he says, D, I think you're ready. Hmm. And I say, what do you mean you think I'm ready? And then he says, uh, I think you got this roofing thing down, you know? So um, this in- individual is Billy Hood. Um, he owns company Billy Hood and Associates here in uh, the city of Houston. And um, essentially, he saw something in me in regards to what I can offer from a technical side of things and also being in the field and working with him for a few years in the roofing industry. Um, we felt like we could bring something different to the world with Buildy, um, missing um, my intuitiveness from the technology aspect and his 30 plus years of experience in the roofing aspect. So I became a student to the game first. Okay. Um, after we came up with a, a good concept and um, I worked the roofing industry a little bit longer, um, he gave me the opportunity to kind of take the wheels. And and that um, logo is, it's lit, man. Um, oh. What what was the inspiration behind that that B in building? You know, so during, during uh, my web design days and I had an aspiration to be a graphic designer also, I... Uh, worked over and over to make something that actually stood out. Um, I always wanted some type of mascot or something that if I could brand it and just put this symbol somewhere, kind of like Nike, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people will know exactly what that is. So, I mean, this is kind of what myself and my team came up with. So, <clears throat> since we're on the topic of, um, and so basically Billy was born. Um, so, since we're on the topic of uh, roofing um, and we do create this uh, podcast to kind of add as much value as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. We're just going to kind of run down some some general questions as it relates to the roofing industry that folks that are out there that, you know, potentially, you know, <clears throat> come across us would uh, get some some questions answered from a, a, a technical um, expert like, sure. your, like yourself. Um, and like one off the bat is like, like the t- for this area at least, like what's the typical lifespan of a roof? It can vary. Um, as many people know, Houston and Texas in general, we have so many different climates and so many different ways you can uh, adhere a roof or how it's installed or what the weather looked like that day, that year, or that month. Um, but a typical roof, what we've seen, that typically lasts anywhere from it can be from twelve to twenty years. Okay, 
Okay, pretty neat. And I've I've seen some weird stuff when it comes down to roofing being, you know, because we're, we're in solar and um, it kind of goes hand in hand with certain things. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Um, but one time, well, one specific experience I had, I somebody was changing a roof and they build an entire roof over a roof. Is that like, it, what, what, what's that? Saving money. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is weird. So in, in, in relation to that, that can be kind of dangerous also. Um, and it can cost you more money in the long run. Hmm. Um, so for a contractor like myself, if we see a, a built up roof like that on a residential home, um, you have to tear off more than one roof. I've seen up to wow. three. So not now. Three. I, yep. Wow. So it's it's a way to save money because for one, you don't have the labor of tearing off the shingles. And then you don't have the cost of disposal or taking the shingles away. And mm. that's at that point, uh, we can essentially in the industry cut costs by not having to put in any underlayment or anything like that. We're just throwing new shingles on top of another set, which is like I said, it's it's not recommended. Always get your roof done the right way. <laughs> never, <laughs> never throw shingles on top of shingles. I would imagine, I would imagine that, man. Um, so you just mentioned always have your roof done the right way. How will insurance be affected? Just first off, in general, I guess it's a two-part. How does insurance play a role in getting your roof changed? And if you had a bad roofing job done how does that affect insurance going in the future so insurance is going to cover cover any like peril damage so wind fire hail storm force majeure things like that um they won't cover anything because something was installed bad right okay well so, that answer the question <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so in relation to that if if you know you take a shortcut it's cheaper and you know you just want to stop a leak or get just a new covering on um, you might save some money in the forefront, but you can cost yourself a lot of money in the long run um, by taking shortcuts. Um, most people don't realize that the roof itself is probably one of the most expensive components on the structure of your home. Um, so it's something that you definitely want to take care of. And uh, I don't think many people think about their roof because how often at your own home do you get a ladder and get up there and check? to make sure you know all your flashings are good any caulking or you know has anything rusted or anything like that um a lot of people don't do that and, mm -hmm. and it's fair um which is why companies like building um there's some other companies out there that do it also they do what's called ramp programs so, ramp yeah r-a-m-p okay yes what, what is that so that's a roof asset management program so um many people don't really enroll into a lot of business individuals do um but as ability we're trying to come up with a residential maintenance program essentially to help customers maintain and continue to maintenance on their roof to save them money in the long run mm -hmm. um you get a lot of individuals that uh, try to throw out hey you need to replace your roof before it actually needs to be replaced interesting um so with things like that we can go up and check flashings make sure all penetrations are good um if there's any nails that are backed out from the weather we can uh fix that and then we can give your roof a grade okay. so to kind of help the customer know that hey you know your roof has about 10 more years left on it that way mm -hmm. so now you're in the know mm -hmm. you're not getting swindled out of buying a new roof immediately <laughs> and uh ultimately you you have that peace of mind knowing that hey i had everything stitched up i have a warranty with yeah you yeah 
Um, so you touched on two things earlier. You said uh, some homeowners just aren't aware of the cost or expensive a roof could be. Um, any general uh, um, cost-wise, what that would be? Just um, it's, it's all based on a couple components. It's obviously based on how large the house is, um, how steep the pitch is on the roof. So um, the steeper the roof, the more labor is most likely going to cost because it's more dangerous job um but a roof can cost anyone anywhere from ten thousand dollars um we've had jobs all the way up to about 50 or 60 grand um to replace roof and that's with a standard asphalt shingle understood if you want to get fancy you're starting to look <laughs> at about 80 to ninety thousand dollars, depending on so do you guys do all different like metal roof we can tile we, roof metal Tile, uh, flat roof, slow slope. So if it's a roof, you guys get it up. Liqu there. Liquid applied, uh, asphalt shingles, three tab shingle. Okay, <laughs> there's a type of roof I came across, and I uh, is a three letter word. And earlier on in my solar career, I came up across. I just can't describe it. I don't know the name of it. Mm -hmm. It has like twelve by like huge beams, right? And then it's like a hard surface, some f surface at the bottom, like a plywood or whatever, some foam in the middle, and another it's a substrate. What's it, it's called what? I'm just saying you have your substrate in the Substr middle. Yeah, yeah, and then another hard surface, and they sometimes they like ask about a commercial commercial roof. No, this one was not commercial. Actually, it was a residential home. It was in the Heights, right here in Houston, in the Heights. Okay. Um, and <clears throat> but back then the solar companies didn't even want to touch those. Simple because they were less than 10 degrees slope. And okay. I think sense. it was just the makeup of the entire Because it's thing. flat and it would, would it not um, catch the sun? Um, not necessarily wouldn't catch the sun um, earlier on. Because the thing is, back then, there was a lot of things that they, they started doing now that they wouldn't even, they would disqualify jobs for. Gotcha. So I don't think it's an issue now because I've, got deals that got installed on your flat roof it's no problem but back then it was just uh, that was a thing i was just trying to figure out that that type of roof but but you did mention um maintenance Correct. if you get you spend 30k on a roof 15k on a roof or whatever you may spend on a roof mm -hmm. um you know you're investing in your property what should i as a homeowner make sure i do um to make sure that you know product lives as long as it possibly can. What are some of the things for maintenance? Um, it, it all starts with the contractor, right? Um, for one, uh, in this market, a lot of people are selling their homes, and uh, roof is one of those things that you always want to ask questions about before you purchase a home. And um, things like the underlayment, uh, making sure it's synthetic, um, what components of the roof are actually new. Did the last time it was actually tore off that they replace everything that they put new lead jacks in and um if that roof is at here well and um like i said based on the climate previously mm. um there shouldn't be much you you would need to do as a homeowner um other than like i said the general maintenance i would check every year just to make i'm gonna sure. be a little bit, bit bit of a devil's advocate on mm -hmm. this one um because Again, I've, you know, roof and solar, it's kind of like very, you know, it's on the roof, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Earlier on again, because 
mind you, you know, I'm going on almost a decade now in this space, you know. Um, earlier on, it was like a thing where we would approach roofers and they just freak out. They just don't like solar, man. Yep. Why? Because. Just let, let, explain to me. Because I really, I was like, because like they literally freak out. I'm like, what's going on? Talk to me. Because sometimes some of you guys get up there and put holes in our roof. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially what happens is, and this happens on commercial properties also with HVAC companies or anything like that. Um, you get up there, let's just say we just put a new roof on. And um, theoretically, um, you go up there, you have to adhere the panels to the decking, most likely, through the uh, shingle. So if you put a hole in the shingle and it rains and it leaks, guess what? Who gets called? Roof. Uh, yeah. So now this customer that just spent fifteen, twenty thousand dollars on their roof, um, or depending on if they use insurance and their deductible, they've spent five to ten thousand dollars on their roof. Um, they're like, hey, you just put this roof on and it's leaking. Mm -hmm. The leak doesn't connect with the solar company. If if I have a leak, I call a roof. So now it just causes frustration with the customer because now we kind of do the dance of, hey, no, I put the roof on right. I didn't cause the leak. It was the adherence of the solar panel. And it's not just, just solar either. Um, it's things like uh, satellite companies, for instance. They do the same thing. When we uh, take satellites off the roof for our customer, uh, we have them call the satellite company and say, hey, uh, can we adhere this to the fascia and not mm -hmm. on the roof? Um, just to make sure you get as much out of that roof as possible. Yeah. And I would say <clears throat> for credible, uh, you know, solar companies, a lot of them actually have roof penetration warranties, right? Yeah. So if they end up penetrating that roof because no companies are perfect i've seen it before where they're trying to find a stud mm -hmm. they miss the stud <laughs> <laughs> they miss the stud it's a flat out hole right there right yeah. um it's just oops they, let they, me they, they use uh, you probably know the better term for it but they use like a silicon or some type of adhesive yeah, it's, it's that like a, have like a 30 year life on it mm -hmm. yes so the good come and it's like every um you know, every expertise, right? Mm. You got great electrician, you got not so great electrician. Yeah. You have a company. Don't want you got, those, you'll start yeah, a fire right, with those. Yeah. You got great <laughs> roofers, you have not so great roofers. Yeah. You have great solar installers, you have not so great, right? So that's why it's always imperative that homeowners do their due diligence, right? Mm -hmm. Know who they're working with um, to make sure that the equipment that they're putting on their 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 home actually does the job, right? Correct. Um, <clears throat> so that those are actually really great points that you you brought up. What I have seen though, uh, transforming now the last four four years, four or five years, mm -hmm. roofers now are actually trying to get in solar. Why why the shift? Well, the 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 big thing is boots on the roof, right? Um, before you install any type of solar panel, you always want to make sure that the the thing that you're adhering to or your shingles can take the solar. So just imagine, just just think of the story here. Um, you call the solar company Sun Island. Sun Island, you know, does their due diligence. They're probably going to tell you, hey, before we adhere anything to this roof. 
let me get my roofer to look at it to make sure that we get longevity of having these panels up here. Um, for some companies that may not do that, they, uh, they'll come, they'll install the solar panel, and next thing you know, I got to get my roof replaced. Yeah. So then you call Buildy, and Buildy says, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, do you uh, have solar panels? I say, yes, I do. Well, you might want to call that solar company to take it off. <laughs> take it off, right, right, right. Right. So now, and in and, and, and your space, I don't know, and I'm pretty sure it is a charge. It's labor, yes, you know, yes. to get everything off, and then you have to get it back up there after Correct. everything is done. So that coordination and different things like that, it's a little bit easier for a roofer to get into the industry because now we can go in and get you the latest and greatest shingle that can hold the weight and the uh, distribution of the solar panels and uh give you a long lasting roof including with that maintenance to make sure you don't have to go through the troubles of getting the panels off replacing the shingles and doing it all